the ultimate brand is holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. That really is our goal to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Delighted to be joined today, uh, all the way from the States, we've got Kevin Palmieri, uh, who's the CFO and founder at Next Level University. Kevin, thanks so much for being on. My pleasure, Paul. I'm excited to chat. We had a little conversation behind the scenes, so yeah. I'm excited to see where we go in front. Brilliant stuff. Well, um, we'll cover a load of stuff that you do at the moment in terms of Next Level University, and we'll get to that stuff uh, in a minute. But could you just give us a little bit of background about yourself? You know, what have you done to get you to where you are today? Yeah, it's very interesting. My story, I think it's very similar to you. You talked about behind the scenes how you made sausages and you did a bunch of, of interesting things. I had a very similar journey where I pumped gas and I worked at a hospital cleaning bathrooms and I was a truck driver, a forklift operator, personal trainer, a firefighter for a short amount of time. Uh, I eventually was interviewed on a podcast. And at the end of the podcast, I said to my friend, imagine if you could do that for a living. I mean, we just talked for an hour and a half and it seemed like all of five minutes. And if I could do that every day for the rest of my life, I would be really, really, really happy. Yeah. That so shortly thereafter, I ended up making the most money I'd ever made in my life at one of my jobs. And the the next year, I still ended up sitting on the edge of a bed debating suicide because I was so I was just so miserable and I felt so trapped and so stuck and so out of alignment. So after I had that bout with those suicidal ideations, it was like three or four months later, I ended up leaving my job. And I went full time into being an entrepreneur and being a podcaster and trying to figure out how does this all work? How do you grow? How do you make money with this? Mm -hmm. And then we ended up turning it into a business. So what I always say to people is most of, at least most of my shifts and my pivots have come from pain. And that has led me to where I am today. And hopefully I can help people avoid some of their own personal pain. Yeah, wonderful story. I mean, obviously not wonderful in parts, but you know, it's, it's really appreciate you sharing. And of uh, um, in terms of that really varied career up to the point of where you are today, what are some of the things that stand out in terms of like real lessons that uh, have stuck with you to this moment? Yeah, one of the I think one of the biggest lessons is the what you're doing is as important. <clears throat> excuse me. What you're doing is not quite as important to me, at least, to who you're doing it with. Right. So when I look back at the times I was the most fulfilled and the most happy and enjoying what I was doing, it's when I was working with people I enjoyed working with, mm. or I was working under leadership that I really enjoyed working for. And right when that pivoted, I was always kind of out. When I realized that the leadership didn't care about me as a human, I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore because... If something was to happen to me, you would just replace me. So that's one piece of it. And I think the other piece of it is, and maybe your take on this is similar. When you start something, you always find all the positives and convince yourself it's the best thing ever. And then usually, and maybe not always, but usually the luster kind of wears off and you're like, I don't know why I ever liked this in the first place. <laughs> so those are a couple of the experiences that I've had. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, well, I can certainly attest to my own experiences in that yeah. front. You know, that whole saying of people don't leave bad jobs, they leave bad leaders or mm. bad managers. And yeah, um, when I've started off on this podcast, for instance, you know, it is, you do just go, right, I'm getting into it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'm going to uh, reach out and see where it takes me. And uh, you, exactly, it's those rose tinted glasses. Um, yeah. But I think you need those in the early stages of any enterprise, don't you? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I think so. Because if you were, I mean, this was our conversation at the beginning. I don't, I do not blame anybody who didn't believe in us in the beginning of the journey because statistically the odds of succeeding aren't very high. Yeah. So in a way you almost have to say, yeah, I have something different than everybody else or I'm, I'm a better speaker or whatever it is, mm. because if you don't have that, are you actually going to dive into the pool? That's, mm. that's a philosophical question, but yeah, to your point, I agree. Yeah. And, um, so that moves us in a little bit into Next Level University. Can you tell us a bit about that? So Next Level University is a podcast. That's really what the the biggest piece of what we do that people see is. So yeah. we do seven episodes a week. Uh, our brand is Holistic Self-Improvement for Dream Chasers. And our ultimate goal is to put self-improvement into the pocket of every human on the planet every single day completely free. That's why we do it the way we do it. But Beneath that, we have a bunch of different businesses, whether it's social media services, podcast production, website services. There's a lot of things that fall under that. But mm. the ultimate brand is holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. That really is our goal to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Oh, brilliant. And you mentioned you've got a, a business partner in there. I, I've listened to a couple of episodes myself and, and heard you tell me a bit about your business partner. <laughs> My business partner and uh, brother at this point, his name is Alan. Him and I went to middle school together. We played spin the bottle with the popular girls in his basement <laughs> in middle school. Then during high school, we went to high school together as well. I was a jock. He was an intellectual. He was trying to get the president's award. I was trying to hit home runs. And we did not get along at all. We we had a falling out. He was very confident. I was very insecure. So those things don't necessarily mix too well. Mm. After high school, we didn't talk for a while. He goes and graduates college. I go and I'm doing a bunch of different jobs. We ran into each other at a party. I don't know, maybe five years after high school. And he had already left his, well, it was actually probably more than that. It was probably like six or seven years after high school. He had already left a multi six-figure income and he was an entrepreneur. Right. And I remember when I ran into him, it wasn't the same as it was before. Like he was more, I don't, I don't want to say he was more humble. He was just, him and I got along. And he was just, he poured wind into my sales and he was super supportive of what I was doing. He's mm. hes like, oh, Kev, how is everything? You know, how's bodybuilding? How's your job? He was just super supportive. So I was attracted to that. That energy was really, really attractive in terms of the positivity. Mm. So we ended up, I was interviewed on his podcast. That was the one that I was talking about. Yeah. And then I interviewed him as my first guest when I started my podcast. And then when I left my job, him and I had the conversation of, hey, we're both kind of doing something similar. Why don't we just do it together? Why don't we just go all in and do this together? And yeah, that was 2018. So we've been working together, honestly, every single day for the last five years, at least, probably a little bit longer. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, again, I've, I've had similar experiences of late where I've, I went off post-university, did all these sorts, different sorts of jobs, went off and traveled for five years, lived in New Zealand, 
came back with a little Kiwi boy in our, our midst and uh, and settled back in the UK and have since got back in touch with a load of people who I uh, haven't seen in years, you know, 20 plus years <laughs> sometimes. And uh, it's amazing how different, how, um, I don't know if the, what the term would be, but there's almost more of a middle ground. There's less of the extremes that you would have in, in your youth um, yeah. and more, more opportunities to seek where the similarities are, connect with people, and and bounce off each other. So it's a uh, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, yeah. Go on. I was just gonna say I think life experience will do that to you. Mm -hmm. I think oh, I don't know if anybody is truly accurate in their understanding of themselves, right. and I think that's what life does to you. It either builds belief or it humbles you. Mm -hmm. Alan, it humbles because he did a lot of hard things and got results, but also failed a lot. For me, it built belief because I was, quote unquote, crushing it at my job and I never expected to. Mm. So in a weird way, I think life is the experience that it helps you become more accurate in your thinking. Mm. And I think after 20 years, it's like you're a different human being with different perspective because you've had different experiences. Everybody else has had their own unique experiences as well. So you, that's really what shifts you, I think, as a human being. Mm. Uh, what I'm sensing here is that you get a lot of your energy from the, that relationship with Alan and the almost the sometimes juxtaposition and then you bounce, give him value. He gives you value. What, what yeah. value do you think you give him? What's the, what's that side of the relationship <laughs> as you see it? It's uh, it's interesting because I didn't realize this until it's almost like for the first four and a half years, I didn't feel like I had that much value, but I, it's the understanding of human beings. Mm. Alan is a, he's a visionary leader and he doesn't necessarily understand what it's like to be a human being who doesn't believe in himself. He believes he can do anything. Anything right. is possible. He can do whatever he needs to. And I think that there's oftentimes there's a loss of a relationship with somebody when they don't feel like you actually understand them. Mm -hmm. So I bring the relatable human experience to him and explain that, hey, I know you think everybody is capable of accomplishing everything that they want, but the way that they go about that is going to be drastically different than the way you go about your success. Mm -hmm. That's been a very, a very interesting shift for us in the business so yeah i would say that he's the visionary shoot for the moon i'm the hey man we need to be cautious with some of the things that we're doing because you know not everybody thinks the same way as you so you're you're off a little bit in your perspective yeah no it's uh i mean i, I found that with a couple of key relationships that i've had particularly over the last year or so as i've gone independent from spending my whole career as an employed person you know working for working for the man um and i've worked got back in touch with and work with a couple of amazing people who truly inspire me and give me a huge amount of value. And it's taken a lot of sort of introspective uh, reflection and things like that to realize that actually I'm adding back to that relationship as well. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's quite a difficult one when you, particularly when you feel as if you're getting a lot of value for something, it's like, where's, where's the, where's the balance in this relationship? And, uh, um, you know, do you guys talk about that? Is that something, um, all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that for a long time, it was very hard for me, Paul, like this conversation that you and I are having would be drastically different three years ago. Right. I wanted to believe that I could have done this all on my own. And could I have done some of this? Yeah, sure. Would I be exactly where I am today? Absolutely not. Hmm. And my ego didn't, I don't want to say it didn't want to give that up, but I didn't know if I was ready to. I didn't feel comfortable throwing that out there. So we talk all the time about how I helped Alan with emotional intelligence. Alan helped me with success. Right. 
Right. I was going to have good relationships because I'm just, I like people and I like talking to people and I usually know how to talk to people. Alan was going to be financially successful because that's just who he is. Mm. We really poured that into one another. And it's interesting, right? Because Alan wants to impact as many people as humanly possible. I want to impact as many people as humanly possible, but it's, it's hard to impact people if you don't have a sustainable business mm. and it's hard to impact people if you don't understand who you're trying to impact. So we kind of form a, a very nice dichotomy, which again, in the beginning, I did not think I brought that much value, but now I feel very good uh, standing my ground with the value that I provide. Nice. Uh, it's a, it's often that vision of success. You know, I talk to a lot of my clients, a lot of people about what does success mean for you in this particular project, in this piece of work that you've got in front of you, your organization, you as an individual, whatever it might be. Mm. And success is, you know, it's not just monetary. It's not just the, you know, the size of your business or the, uh, or the revenue you get, or even the profit that you get, is it? It's a, it's, there's a lot more to it, uh, to yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. There, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. You know, you can you can see the results, but you usually can't see the process. And then there's a lot of stuff that's within the process based on personalities. And it, it's a very it's a very deep thing. And we spend again, we spend hours every every week talking about this. So it's very much it's very much we live in the truth where if Paul, if you're better than me at something, I'm just going to tell you. Like, hey, you should be doing this. I shouldn't. It's not a valuable use of my time because you can do it so much better. But I should be doing this because this is my genius zone. Right. And just having those conversations, while they're potentially painful, if you if you ultimately believe that it's value you want to deliver, you're doing everybody a disservice by not doing that in a way. But again, it can suck and it can be challenging, but you have to believe it's what's best for not only you, but everybody else around you. Yeah. Oh, some brilliant stuff there. <laughs> so if people are to engage with um, with Next Level University, what, what should they expect? Who should come along? Uh, who should start to engage? And what do they get out of it? Yeah, we always say dream chasers. So if you're somebody who, if you're somebody who wants more out of life, we don't necessarily talk about business and we're not going to talk about scaling a business and all that. We're talking to people who they want to know more about themselves they want to figure out what their limiting beliefs are. They want to be more confident. They want more uh, positivity from their relationships. They want to understand finances better. Those are the people that re we really want to serve. And we tend to find, and I'm blessed and I feel great about this, that most of our community is very humble human beings, unfortunately, who have been taken advantage of in some way, shape, or form. They're just, they're usually people who have a lower level of self belief and self-worth because that's who I was in the beginning of this journey. So you can expect episodes that are going to make you think a little bit deeper. That's always the, the, always the goal is for you to dig a little bit deeper, another layer, another layer, another layer. And then hopefully that can help you shift your identity. And then we can give you tactics to practice with your new identity. Right. Brilliant. And uh, we were talking just before this podcast, you, you've even today you've recorded how many episodes are you recording today? Uh, today I'm only doing two. Yesterday we recorded eight because we're traveling, but as of today we have 1,225, and then I've been on, I don't know, maybe 500 other shows, so almost 2,000. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So, uh, I mean, I've been engaging with, I mean, it's one of those amazing things where you go to Spotify as I do or, or whatever your channel of choice might be, um, and there's so much there. 
Um, is there any, do you guide people as to where to start if they're just getting on board or do you just say <laughs> pick one, whatever looks good for you and jump yeah. in? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm hesitant to send people back to the beginning because the old ones suck. They're just not <laughs> as good as they are today. Yeah. So I, I always tell people to to tune into the latest episode. Right. I think episode 1000 is a great place to pe for people to start because it's literally Alan and I crying on the microphones because it was a very humbling, gratitude-filled episode. But I think that gives you a good idea of who we really are as human beings. Yeah. And if you resonate with that episode, if you can listen to us cry for you know, however many times throughout that episode, you're going to resonate with us. So yeah, that's, that's where I usually send people. Oh, brilliant. I've just been particularly listened to uh, number 1,225 there about scarcity and abundance. Mm. And uh, yeah, there's some amazing uh, lessons and tips and practical stuff. And that's what I love is like, if you're going to yeah. help people, tell them the theory is one thing, giving them some actual yeah. steps to move forward is a completely different piece, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you have to facilitate some sort of action because that's humans change through, yes, we have to shift our identity and our beliefs and our awareness. But after that, it's like, okay, now we have to take action. And that's something that we try to, we try to bring that opportunity to every episode because we know how important that is in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, well, I'll certainly be listening to a, a few more. It. I'll go back to episode 1000 and uh, <laughs> maybe I'll join you in a little tier or two. I <laughs> hope so. I hope so. Let me know. Let me know. Um, and just flipping this on its head a little bit, where do you go in order to up your own game and improve your own performance? So we are very regimented human beings. We're a very regimented team, honestly. So every single day I have, we just changed it yesterday, but like 28 habits I track. So for me, that's where I live. And then when I want to up my game, I go to Alan, right. I go to Alan and I say, Hey man, this is what's going on in my life. What do you suggest? What book do you suggest based on where I am? Uh, what YouTube video? So for me, I mean, I'm blessed where my, my mentor is quite literally my business partner. So I, not a lot of people can text Alan whenever they want. I can text Alan whenever I want. So I'm very blessed. Yeah. I'll usually, I'll usually go to him, but I also have a question that I ask myself. I call it specified learning. What do I need to learn now? Not necessarily what am, what am I going to need to know in five years? When I was going through the earlier part of the business, I would focus on sales. It's like, I need to learn sales. I have a terrible relationship with sales. I need to fix this. Yeah. Or I have a terrible relationship with money. I have to fix this. So for me, it's almost like, what is my current bottleneck? What is the biggest thing holding me back? And then how do I try to pour into that knowledge cup? And that just starts from a place of, of self-awareness. But if I was to say somebody else, I would say Alan for sure. Oh, brilliant. And um, would you mind sharing one or two things off your 28 uh, of point list? What have you got yeah. on there? Uh, first thing I do when I wake when I wake up is I weigh myself. So that's one. Uh, 30 minutes of exercise, 30 minutes of learning, 15 minutes of mobility. Um, I track our finances every single day. And then a good thing I do under love for my relationship is every night before I go to bed, my wife and I say one thing that we're grateful for about one another. So we just call that the, the gratitude game. Right. The way we've done it, Paul, is we break it up into health, into wealth, into love. Right. Really, right? Just like the brand. So what can you? what's one thing you can do under health? You can weigh yourself. You can exercise. You can track your calories, track your water, do mobility, whatever it may be. Under wealth, you track your finances. You can learn every day to make more money. You know, reach out to a prospect, whatever it is. And then under love, it could be, you know, you play the gratitude game with your partner. You play the gratitude game with yourself. Maybe yoga is love to you. Maybe meditation is love to you. So 
I think at the end of the day, if you want to be a well-rounded human being, treating your life kind of like that business, these are the things, these are the inputs, that's been very, very helpful for me. Yeah. I love that approach. I've talked to various people about this with the, the sort of one thing approach. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a list of 28. That's, uh, uh, I don't know whether you started with 28 and you've built up. No, no. Started <laughs> yeah. with five. Five. Right. And, but that, that manageable piece of what am I doing and give yourself those areas of, as you say, if those topics for you are wealth, uh, health and, and love, then that's a great place to start. But maybe yeah. there's something else in your world that is a bit more focused to help you take action but mm. as long as you do one thing each day isn't it is the, the yeah. key well and, and you're building a level of self-trust you're building a level of self-discipline you start to believe you are the type of person that's consistent mm. that's the the interesting part of it is i don't even care i tell people this all the time i don't necessarily care about the result in the beginning i care about the effort right i don't care if the scale is necessarily going up or down for you in the beginning the fact that you're measuring is something that you weren't doing before. That's progress. Now yeah. we can address the the specifics of the progress. But yeah, if you just choose one thing and then you say, I'm going to do this every day. Yeah. And even when it's hard, especially when it's hard, I'm going to have somebody who holds me accountable. I'm going to create some necessity. I mean, it might seem like a small thing, you know, exercising for 30 minutes or whatever it is, but 30 minutes a day for 365 days. So that's a lot. It adds up. Yeah. Oh, I'm just smiling at myself, making some personal notes here because uh, I've got a nine-year-old boy. Uh, I've also got a five-year-old daughter as well. But my, my boy is currently going through experiencing a lot of different sports. You know, he's playing rugby, cricket, football, whatever's out there. Mm. And like any new starter, he wants to be able to, you know, hit the ball, you know, hit the skin off the ball first try <laughs> and uh, bowl people out before he's even learned how to how to do that. And I talk to him about, I just want to see two things from you. I want to see focus and um, an effort. Mm. So if you focus on what you're doing, you've got a chance of doing it. And if you're putting in effort, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It doesn't matter if you fall over, you fall on your butt and you, uh, and, it, and it hurts and you get back up again. You know, as long as you've got those two things. Um, and uh, yeah, a little build that I've, uh, I've just made a note for myself is like, let's, I talk to him about those things. I try to drum them in, but I don't think I'm being specific enough about what's the one thing today or what's mm. the one appreciative element of what did I see you doing today that was really great. So I will be uh, building off the back of that for myself. You know, I love it. I love it. We're all it. learning, mate. We're all learning. Of, of course. Of course. That's the goal, right? Rising. Yeah. What is it? The rising tide raises all ships. Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. So um, um, just a couple of other questions then in terms of if you had the opportunity to work with any individual team or organization where you think you could help them perform, who would you want that to be? So this is a tough one, but I would say Walmart. And the only reason I say Walmart is because when you go in, Walmart might be one of the most successful companies in the history of the world, but it's not necessarily because of customer relations. And I think that I would push them to, to be better with customer relations. That would be my focus. I think at the end of the day, that's what differentiates good companies and great companies. Mm. So that's what I would say. Oh, nice. And it's the sort of thing that once you're focused, it doesn't take a huge amount of investment or, or right. even effort in a lot of cases, is it? So, yeah. yeah. The oh. hard part is stopping the current. It's like mm. the hardest part is stopping the current culture. Mm. That's the hard part. I mean, we've been, AKA, we've been doing it so long. Yeah. We've been doing it so long. It's like, I understand that, but it doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's, it's the right way to do it. And when you stop it and you start it the other way, you can do that forever. And you can say, we've been doing this way for so long and you can reap the benefits of that. Yeah. 
Oh, brilliant. Well, if there's anyone from Walmart listening, then, uh, then get in touch. <laughs> and uh, if we were to flip that on its head and you were able to sit down and have a, have a coffee, have a drink, have a chat with any uh, individual team or organisation again that you could learn from and would really help you up your game, who would you mm-hmm. want that to be? So this is this is actually somewhat easy for me. Every time Alan and I or my wife and I go out to the West Coast, we get In-N-Out Burger. Do you have right. In-N-Out Burger over there? I'm not sure if we I know of it, but yeah, I, I don't think we've got it over here. Uh, yeah, I think it's only on the on the West Coast of the U.S. Uh, that I, I've been there many times. I've never had a bad experience. The food has always been good and the customer service is world class. Right. Every time you know exactly what you're going to get. Everybody is super happy. It, they are anti-expansion like they stay in a certain radius and they don't want to move too far because they want to make sure their food is as fresh as possible right. i want to talk to them and mm. figure out yeah all of that like how did you figure that out how are you so good at keeping the people that work with you so happy and engaged that that would be a great conversation i'd love to have yeah uh, i love those businesses and those organizations that don't go beyond where they know is their Right. Um, sweet spot, really, in their genius. So you, you know that if you start, we could we could grow, we could you know grow the whole franchise to be across the states, across the globe. What would that do to us as an organization? Would it really hit our core values? That sort of thing. Yeah, it's almost like they over. They're almost like over proof of concept. It's like no, it definitely works. It's it's working. I think you're one of the most <laughs> successful. But I I also respect that because I think a lot of people do the opposite, where they make their decisions based on an anomaly. It's right. like, oh, we put this store in here and we crushed it. Okay, we didn't do thousand stores. Right. And then they go out of business 15 years later. That's a so yeah, I respect I respect the way they do it. And I'd love to know what the thought process was behind it and how is there a line of demarcation when they say, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna go, you know, east, more east, more east. I'm just right. very curious to know. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Um and finally, how do people find out more? How do they get in touch with you? I always send people to the podcast. I think that's again. There's seven episodes a week, so you're going to get to know us at a pretty deep level. Just search Next Level University on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. We're on YouTube as well. And then you can just search Kevin Palmieri on Facebook or LinkedIn. And then on Instagram, if that's your platform of choice, my handle is at NeverQuitKid. Happy to answer any questions, comments, concerns you got. Fantastic. And I'll make sure that all of those links are in the notes for everyone. Thank you, my friend. Absolute pleasure talking with you today, Kevin. And um, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for being on the podcast and uh, have yourself a great time at PodFest, which I believe you're about to head to. I am. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You are a wonderful host and I'm excited to see you five years from today when you're at a thousand episodes or whatever it may be. (laughs) Superb. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale. And from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.